welcome back to the podcast. That sounded very Scottish, didn't it? Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Um, usually, I kind of pre-plan these and know what I'm going to say. <laughs> and today, I've just finished my client check-ins um, and for my online and my face-to-face clients. And two of them, in particular, inspired me. Two who I feel have made some of the most progress in the last wee while that's not so much like the typical progress you think about when you think about someone who sees a coach like are you gaining muscle are you losing heaps of body fat and both these people are oh I want to mute my computer and both these people are training hard and building muscle and getting stronger and um yeah, but they've made such incredible progress in terms of what I feel with their self-awareness. And I think this is something as a coach that I find really exciting. The longer I coach people, the more they kind of come to like answer their own questions or they kind of take the words out of my mouth when they do their check-ins. Like they will tell me a little bit about how their week went, about what the issue or whatever it is barrier or they came up against or struggle and before I get a chance to say oh well perhaps blah 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 they're kind of like I'm aware it's because of this and I know I need to fix this and oh my gosh what an incredible place to come to to be so in tune like that and I think that's part of the reason one of the many reasons so many people struggle when they have health and fitness goals is that kind of not not even lack of self-awareness but unwillingness to explore it or dig deeper down into it and um, which means you're kind of trying to scout over a barrier that's never quite all the way open so yeah today I basically want to talk about self-awareness and how how important it is to have this in order for you to progress not just with health and fitness goals but with your emotional intelligence with your relationship with yourself ultimately with your relationship with other people going forward as well and really being able to narrow down what is important for you in life and what works well for you and what doesn't so let me give an example and I'm sure she won't mind me sharing, I wouldn't name her, but um, one of my clients who comes from a background of, she's been like quite restrictive in her dieting in the past, and over the last wee while we've been working together, the main goal is building muscle and getting stronger in gym, but she's been doing a lot of work in terms of building her relationship with her food, and with herself, with her body, with her body image, and all that kind of thing as well, and she mentioned in her check-in today when she was talking about how her nutrition went this week that she had skipped one of her meals because she was just so busy at work and there was kind of that little voice in the back of her head that was almost like pleased that oh well we've we've ate less calories today coming from you know that those habits of kind of over restricting and eating super low-cal diets and she was kind of aware enough of that voice to say well no because actually that wasn't nourishing me and that's not what I needed at the time in order to improve or continue to keep this um, stable relationship with food that I have. But having that awareness of not just letting that thought kind of run away 
is really, really huge. And similar thing with one of my other clients mentioned, like, she's very aware that she's perhaps more likely to have um, alcohol when she's around friends at the weekends. I mean, I'm sure a lot of us are aware of that, but she's she's aware that she feels like that's something she she almost needs to do. And she's aware that that's something that is challenging for her. So if we can identify these little kind of voices in our head and acknowledge them rather than just accept it and try and move on and suppress things, that's how we can actually kind of come to the bottom of, of these kind of things. And one way I find that is incredibly useful to do that is journaling. In an ideal world, on a daily basis, I know I do, and it makes me A, more productive for my day, but B, more compassionate towards myself, whether that is not giving myself such a hard time, or when I am feeling like I am slacking, and I'm not meaning slacking on work, like am I slacking on, I'm not doing my meditation, or am I slacking on, maybe I didn't do my journal first thing in the morning when I know that that's what sets me up well for the day. It's to give me that compassion to know you need to get back on these things that are really important to you. Um, but journaling also in the moment or after uh, something that's been, whether it's emotionally distressing in any way or it's been like a struggle for you, perhaps it's an episode of overeating, perhaps you're in this like internal battle of, not wanting to go to the gym, perhaps you went to the gym and you felt like a little bit anxious at the gym. Doing a little bit of journaling on this can help improve our self-awareness because we can get more down to the kind of root problems of things. And some reflective questions could be, and you might do this at the end of the day, or perhaps, for example, for me, I would do it in the morning. And instead of saying, you know, what am I most proud of today? I would say, what am I most proud of yesterday? Or what were my three biggest wins? Um, yesterday and that obviously reassures you that you're making progress or you're doing the right thing for you on that day so my wins are always the same like on a weekday they'll always be something to do with you know like being productive in business or you know exercising and hitting a PB or making sure I got to bed on time and stopped working that kind of thing at the weekend they're more likely to be like what am I most proud of well I'm most proud of that I got out and got some fresh air. I'm most proud of the fact that I cleaned the oven out. I don't know, things like that. It doesn't need to be like a massive, like you have to run half a marathon every day in order to have something to be proud of. It can be so minimal. Another one is, what did I struggle with most today? Or what did I struggle with most yesterday? And identifying those things and going a little bit deeper into them. So the following question could be, why did I struggle with them? Or what can I do to overcome them next time? And this gives you, because obviously you can say, oh, I overate because the food was just delicious. And yes, that could be the full story of it. It could well be, and that does happen. Food is delicious. <laughs> However, you could really think about back on it and be like, okay, so I had that third donut when I was at home by myself I had the TV on, donuts were sitting out on the side on the counter and ultimately actually I realised I was feeling bored because I wasn't fully invested in what I was watching on the TV. I felt a little bit lonely because I didn't have anyone to communicate with in that time. 
and they were just in my vision the whole time. So they were just constantly on my mind. So it's not just that you were like, oh, they tasted delicious because they did, but there's all these other factors that led up to that. So in that situation, what we can do is set, and I'm sure I've spoken about this on the podcast before, is implementation intentions. And it's, it's as simple as when X happens, I will do Y. So for example, in this situation, when I feel the need to reach for a third donut, I will ask myself, am I bored? Am I lonely? Can I put these out of sight? And then you can go further with that. So for example, when I am bored, I will do why? And decide whatever that is. First of all, you need to kind of get used to that feeling of when you are bored, because I know that just happens, like I don't necessarily, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I am bored. It's not something I feel, it's just something I will be aware that I'm watching TV, but not kind of watching TV and kind of like on my phone. And then thinking about, hmm, what could I have to eat? Like, that is me being bored. Like, I'm just not engaged with something. My brain's not working. Sitting on the sofa and watching TV, I'm associating with eating. So that means when I start feeling bored or perhaps when I'm sat on the sofa completely not engaged in what I'm doing and I realise that, I will get up and instantly turn the TV off. And then what do I do? Like I can't, I will say I can't turn it back on for like 10 minutes or something. If in 10 minutes I really want to put it back on, yeah, I'll give myself permission to do that. Or you could do something like, okay, every time I feel bored, what do you genuinely really enjoy? For example, what I've been doing recently is whenever I feel bored or whenever I feel like I'm mindless, it's literally only when I'm mindlessly watching TV, I think. I will stop what I'm doing and I'll do a lesson on Duolingo. And I'll probably do a couple lessons on Duolingo. And at least that feels like that's getting my brain involved. That's me working towards something that is a goal of mine, which is getting a bit better at speaking another language. And it just breaks that little kind of, you know, that little circuit breaker that gets me out of just, the longer I sit here, the more I'm gonna think about food, the more meh I'm gonna feel, the more likely I'm gonna reach for that third donut. So implementations in other situations, such as, like for example, like I mentioned earlier, perhaps one of your struggles from the previous day was you went to the gym, but you didn't do everything you wanted to because you felt like really anxious when it was busy. So perhaps your implementation intention could be, when I feel anxious in the gym and when it's super busy, I will grab a dumbbell, find a space, and just do like a workout down there. So I'm still doing a session. Yes, I might not be able to get onto the machines I want to, but the point is I'm still making progress towards my goal. Or if you're feeling more brave, when I start feeling anxious in the gym or when the gym is busy, I won't leave the gym until I do just one set on, maybe it's like a machine that you're a bit nervous about getting on, like the leg press or the lat pull down. I will do just literally one set and then I will give myself permission to leave and that's fine. And that's kind of pushing you a little bit beyond that comfort zone because that's the only way you're gonna get more comfortable in the gym is just continue pushing yourself. But you're not setting yourself this like crazy, crazy high goal of just going up and like smashing out some deadlifts around all these like big macho men. So having implementation intentions are great, but 
that you have to do them in advance. And this is the important thing about journaling, is whenever you can bring up a problem that you're journaling on or identify something that was a problem and then going into it deeper and realizing, okay, what's the reason behind this problem? Then you can set that implementation intention. Doing it at the time, nah, it's not gonna work. And also not just take writing down the, the intention, closing in your journal and forgetting about it. Have it like in plain sight, have it with you. Have it almost like a mantra in your head. If it's something that happens regularly, set it as your phone wallpaper. Like for example, I remember for a time I had on my phone wallpaper because it was when I am most likely to be procrastinating. It's like when I procrastinate and pick up my phone, I will do 10 push-ups. And again, it's a circuit breaker. It gets my head out of it, gets my heart rate up a little bit, and then I'm like, right, okay, get on with it. And also, I don't want to do 10 push-ups every five minutes, so I'm less likely to go on my phone. But these things need to be made in advance, and you need to be strict with them. You need to have that self-awareness as well, that when you make these intentions, you're not gonna want to stick to them. But you need to be self-aware enough to know that that's coming so you can almost preempt it a little bit. I think self-awareness plainly comes down to what is that voice in your head saying? And you know better, like you know better than what that little voice is telling you. Try and distance yourself from it. And try and distance yourself from it as in you are you in two months time listening to that voice in your head and watching yourself you know watching yourself you're like a fly on the wall and you're watching you two months ago and you can see you grappling with this thing of am I going to eat that third donut even though I'm really really full and I'm actually not hungry you as a little fly on the wall is going to say look I understand that's the way you feel but I'm not going to thank you if you decide if you make this decision in two months time into this is two months time you and I've already made great progress towards your goals or I have already achieved all your goals. This is where you wanna be, not that. And obviously having like, you're doing that like once a week, you're just a little bit bored and you eat an extra donut. That's not the end of the world. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not demonizing donuts. It's just cause I've had three donuts over the weekend and it's the first thing I'm thinking of. There's nothing wrong with bloody donuts. It could even be like, I don't know, a piece of toast, anything. It could be, you're not gonna have that sixth apple because actually that's not really useful for you either. Um, but it's about having that awareness and again, that what will my future self thank me for? And that is kind of what it's all about. So a quick one there, but I hope that got you thinking if this is like an area you feel that you're overlooking in your health and fitness, it can often feel like banging your head against a bit of a brick wall when you are striving for these goals but you feel like you're never quite getting there. If that's you, you need to really dig a little bit deeper about what it is that's not working for you, whether that's your mindset around food, whether that's how you're currently managing your nutrition. Maybe it's things like tracking or maybe you're not thinking about your nutrition at all or maybe at the weekends, things are going completely out the windows or in an evening, you're bored of meeting. Having that self-awareness and being aware of what the problem is gives you an actual plan of action to discuss it. To, I got really tongue twisted. An actual plan of action to address it going forward that's not just, oh, we'll resort back to cutting carbs again. No. Address the issue and go from there.
and practice your self-awareness. If you don't have a journal, this is the one thing I want you to take away from this. Start journaling. Honestly, it will change everything.